0: This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury
2: from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Burke from Bow Collector.
2: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman.
0: Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter, class bow hunter podcast.
2: It is time once again for the best and realest bow hunting podcast ever to be out of Sherrard, Illinois. We are at 1600 Buckslayer Place. We're in the Buckatorium 2.0. 2. Buckatorium 2.0. My name is Steve in Kurt's house. Kurt, what's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Eric's here. Howdy. Doug the Pug's here.
0: How's it going? <laughs> he answered to it. I don't like that, though. Uh, whatever. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't he, doesn't matter. Ag- he doesn't approve, but he li- he's here. Yes. <laughs> no.
2: I'll, th- I'll tell you what—we've got a fantastic podcast for you. We want to just get right into it. You're gonna love everything one of those we intros, say about this.
0: One of those intros, where we just make it quick so you can get to the content, the meat and taters, if you will. Short and sweet. This podcast is brought to you by Elite, Elite. Archery. Yeah. I wanted to do it. The new enlist from Elite Archery, killer. Check bug. that out. It's in your price point. You can no longer say I can't afford to shoot the best bow ever. Yes, you can. It's out. The Elite Enlist. Check it out. EliteArchery.com. The tempo, the options, um, even the impulse. Um, we, we've shot them all. They're all in our family. Doug's shooting an impulse 31. 31, yeah. Attaboy, and bud. the you Yep. Everything I've seen has a question mark on the end. Doug the Pug? I think so. No. No, I'm no, doing the Pug. Well, check out is, Elite Archery.
2: This is starting to stink. Scent Crusher is what you want to check out <laughs> if you <laughs> want to crush stench. Yeah. To clean it up. Scent Crusher, check out all the new products they have. We have the, uh, the Scent Crusher, the whole room. Room clean. The room clean. It's working wonders in the studio. We got all the
0: glue smell, the Doug the Pug so smell, good. the Eric smell, the me smell. What doesn't stink? Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Ooh, Processing. Whoop. You're going to love that meat. Yes, you sure are. And I'm not making a perverted joke. I'm talking about deer meat. Couple it's hollers. The best. Yeah, a couple hollers over in Viola, Illinois. Get yourself a meatloaf, some snosage. It's delicious. Yes, I know what I said. It's Nosage. No, that's fine. I, a, I was keeping an eye on you.
2: One eye is all you're going to need for the single pin. Oh, God. Still so, killing, got one eye on it. the single pin. HHA sports.com is what you need to check out. You're the best single pin on the market right there. American
0: made. Made in Wisconsin. Supported. They're proud of it. Lifetime warranty. What else do you want? What do you live in, North Korea? Well, you do. That's cool. <laughs> if, you we know North, you're I, if you live in North Korea, I
2: guarantee you're not listening to this podcast, but that's a whole other story. If
0: you are, gee, thank you. You may be <laughs> yeah. our biggest fan.
2: You're welcome. Come to freedom. Just you want to say hers. that. Speaking of freedom, if I might add, the vet shout out this week, our good buddies, Heroes Hunting. Check out HeroesHunting.com. They take a bunch of combat vets and they'll take them on hunts. Check them out. HeroesHunting.com. Go there. Find them on Instagram, Facebook twitter they're out there carbon tv carbon tv yes thank you for your service guys
0: and that's all i got i figure we just cut right to it sometimes the ads get a little long the content is good thank you so much for the support working class bowhunter.com give us a rating on itunes send us a screenshot of that rating we'll send you out some of our new everything stickers that we got we love you we hope you enjoy this episode with mr larry mccoy
2: all right, with us on the phone right now, we got the big dog. And I'm actually – I don't get stage fright anymore, but talking to this guy is really intimidating. He's just such of a such an awesome man. Mr. Larry McCoy. Larry, how you doing?
1: Oh, doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having
2: me, guys. Ooh, chills down my spine already, man. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming back, Larry. We don't know why you did, but uh, we appreciate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Anytime. You have me on anytime.
0: Well, first things first, we got to talk about this. Um let's talk about africa the trip you just got back from
1: yeah it was uh you know i was always one of those uh one of those guys that you know africa looked looked cool uh but you know never thought that you know it was something that i would, I would do personally but uh but going over there it exceeded every expectation i had it was it was awesome we hunted with uh africa sport hunting safaris uh and it was it was just incredible we had for the respected game team and uh just being able to to uh you know learn more about the culture and obviously go over there and uh and get you know make some stuff hit the dirt was pretty awesome as well
0: yeah man i know clark went with you and uh we're good buddies with clark and it's just like every day i'd see a picture of a different critter that you guys shot and i'm like I don't even know what that thing's called, but I like
1: it <laughs> but I wanna, yeah, yeah, but I want to hey, shoot it <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty funny because when we were there we had animals uh that we've seen I was like, I don't know what that is, but boy, it looks really cool and, uh, uh so yeah we uh we nicknamed uh Clark over there uh Grizz so uh we had team Grizz rocking over there, and it was uh, it was quite the deal we had some com we got some pretty comical stuff coming uh some really good stuff uh coming down the pike.
2: You know, that's got, that's got to boggle my mind. You know, you're sitting in, um, you know, depends on how you set up, but, like, you know, you're sitting in a, a little blind there, and all of a sudden, you know, you see an animal come out, and you're like, man, I wonder where that thing's kill zones at. I've never seen that animal before, but, <laughs> you know, you probably want to let an arrow rip. I mean, they've got a lot of critters over there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's 29 different species o- over there. What was really nice is uh, the folks there at Africa Sporting Safaris, they, they gave us a good rundown on on the vitals the kill area shot placement uh they were very very thorough and it was a very seamless uh uh trip because i was you know you'd always heard that oh the vitals are forward and and stuff on the african game which is true but uh uh to get confirmation from ph and people that uh know it and live it uh, was definitely comforting
0: so did Larry? Did you go over there with like these certain animals in mind? Like this is what I know I want to shoot, or did you kind of go over there with like an open mind? Like I want to talk to the people from there and and then kind of develop my uh, my bucket list, if you will.
1: You know, I uh, I didn't really go over there. I, I kind of went over there with an open mind, being like, "Hey, uh, we'll." You know, there's so many species of animals over there. We went over there mainly for a plains game hunt, and and uh, which was it was just incredible. So I I kind of just uh did what they told me to do, and and really to help the whole management practice too of their operation. There are some animals there that that they needed taken out of the herd because over there this time of year it's winter time, and they do not have much to eat. It's it is barely. I mean, the grass there is literally like chewing on paper here so uh so it's not going to do anything for the animals so it's uh you know the conservation and you know the the health of the herd is very very important so you know they when they said hey we've got some management animals too that we'd like to uh you know we'd like to take out of the herd if we're interested and i said absolutely we sure are so so that was really a focal point and uh, of the trip and we ended up killing some trophy animals as well but you know it, it it was all good and uh the highlight of the trip was you know we got you know we we got to eat uh too, some of what we shot so we ate kudu clark shot a, got a really nice kudu over there we, we ate some of that i shot an eland uh warthog uh, we ate some of that which is great and then we also was able to donate the rest of the meat to the bob mola school uh, orphanage over there, so uh, which was a pretty humbling experience, to say the least.
2: Very awesome. Oh yeah, man. that's weird. That the uh, trophy hunters are the worst human beings on the planet. Yet an orphanage school that you donated the meat to, so they had meals to eat. Ah, hor- horrible person you are.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Well, then I, you know, and we learned so much because the the government over there, they do not. Uh, you know those those kids, they don't have meat to eat unless we do- unless the hunters actually donate it and get it to them uh, over there. Other than that, they're eating maize and and stuff and, and the Africa Sport Hunting Sparries the, they do a, a great job of supporting uh, that organization over there they did some GoFundMe stuff and got them a garden planted and, and them kids over there you know that's their pride and joy they can't wait to go out and uh, plant seeds pick fruit pick vegetables and then dry seeds out and start all over again so uh, it, was, it was really really interesting and I was really humbled by that experience for sure.
2: But still Cecil the lion one lion it doesn't seem worth it at all <laughs> I'm, I'm totally joking, by the way. Like, that is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hope you don't think I'm serious. But, you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, you, you get to go out. You, you have a have a trip of a lifetime. You know, there's a, you get to eat some food, you know, experience new culture. And kids now get a new chance at life. Everybody's happy. I mean, you know, what was the feeling after that? probably first day that you you actually got to hunt your very first hunt what was that what was going through your mind right after that i want to pick your brain a little bit
1: you know honestly i was thinking uh wow you know we're, i'm in africa <laughs> you know yeah. i just you know i just i just saw zebras and a giraffe you know we were trying to spot and stalk you know some uh a red hearted beast and we just saw a uh, a zebra you know walked up on some zebras that which by the way are cagey as heck they uh yeah they they got out of dodge i don't know i think it was probably our PHE PH, stunk i don't know but but, uh, <laughs> but but i'm not sure but anyway they weren't having any part of it and uh, when 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 five zebras take off pretty much everything around that area is going to know there's something up <laughs> the gig is up So right. hey yeah.
2: they, the zebras literally stuck around as long as zebra stripe gum like, <laughs> sticks around right
0: yeah, In five yeah. seconds that's it Damn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Steve with the 90s reference. Yeah, I like Damn, that. I like that. Yeah,
1: no, dude. I, I I was yeah, I was going to say he's he's hammering it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's on point. Well, you know, I never really had I don't know. I guess I never we talked to to Philip and he said he never really had an interest in shooting uh African animals and then he, but he'd love to go on the trip and and film or whatever, but more the more I think about it and watch it and see like you guys over there the more of my interest builds. But I was in taxidermy school when they were doing a shoulder mount on a zebra, like a pedestal mount, a floor (laughs) pedestal mount on a zebra. And that had been the most beautiful mount I've ever seen in my life. And that totally changed my outlook on zebras. And I just from hearing stories about how, like you said, they're just super skittish and that just makes it, that that would probably be one of my number ones. Um, And that might seem kind of weird to people that don't hunt, but I don't know. They're just a beautiful animal
1: no and that's the thing yeah and that, that's great you know what every every species over there needs to have some sort of kind of needs to be hunted they they, they just it needs to happen uh to, to for the health of the herd and and everything a lot of the people that don't hunt uh they, they they can have their own you know their own views and own thoughts that's fine but i can you know i could tell you talk to the people over there and they're going to think differently they they praise uh us coming over there and i was like philip uh, you know i was I was one of those guys that was like, "I don't know if i really you know it's not really a high priority mine to go over there and and uh, you know whack some African animals, but this experience did change me it it exceeded my expectations uh just uh the element of the hunt the just the experiences itself the people at african sport hair uh uh sport hunting safaris they you know they were just awesome the cooks all the way to the just the whole crew the skinners the trackers were amazing uh so yeah it was uh it was really really a great experience what go ahead eric
0: so my question is like was most of this spot and stalk or were you in a blind or what was the scenario there
1: you you have both opportunities some of the some of the property there it's uh spot and stalk it's just it's just tough because you can't see uh so we would sit in uh they call them hides over there which is pretty much a blind that's kind of offset down in the ground or they have them elevated and uh, usually over water, uh, they've got they've got water holes that they come because I mean it's uh, there's not a lot of water everywhere. They said the last raindrop they received was the first of April uh, when wow. we were over. There. That's insane. So, yeah, Oof. so the the animals have to drink, and and sometimes you'll go. There's some sits where we've seen uh, you know a plethora of animals, you know different species, and some it was a little bit slower. So it, it's not like you just go over there and say okay, I'm going to shoot some animals and shoot them up. It's a hunt. I mean. So it's a really, really cool experience.
2: Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to. Like, I, I remember when I was a kid, I always watched uh, watched the movie "The Ghost of Savo" or uh, "The The Ghost in the Darkness," which was the big lions that yeah uh, ate everybody. And they did a movie with Val Kilmer, so it's like you know, every time you see a lion, you are like, "I am you, Huckleberry."
1: Yeah, that's all right.
2: <laughs> but like, I always, I always wanted to uh, hunt an animal that could like really hunt. Oh, this is going over – over everyone's head let me explain there was a movie he was in two movies tombstone and the ghost in the darkness i combined them two but i really want to hunt like a lion or a really dangerous predator i always thought that that thrill would be incredible i mean is that something that you're more interested in after going to africa or just kind of it's it's still kind of up in there for you
1: i think that yeah it's so you know if if that opportunity were to come up uh not that i would probably you know turn it down i don't think that it's something that i'm you know actually going to go specifically over there to do but if it was a situation where yeah you know they needed something done over there then yeah i would definitely raise my hand said i'll volunteer and take and get it done or do my best uh job to try to get it done so uh you know it's uh it's just a great experience. I mean, I, I think a sable is a, is an interesting animal over there. After seeing them, there's some Uh, daniala. uh There's uh, there's just so many critters over there. It's, it's it's crazy. So, and for for an old redneck like me, uh, that's, that's pretty, I'll tell you that's pretty dangerous. I sh- I go up there with one. They're like there's something out back. I I show up with my. Pant leg up, one boots rolled down, the other one's all the way on. I'm mm-hmm. like, where's he at? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh,
0: so there's rednecks everywhere, and then you take one of us to Africa and look out.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait to oh wait till you talk to old Grizz, old Clark. Uh, yeah. Is <laughs> and that, you get to see his kudu dance. That uh, we made him do a kudu dance and filmed it around the fire uh, that <laughs> night. Uh, oh, so,
0: we gotta see uh, this.
1: Yeah you know, yeah. It was I had I had no system, so I had to I had to throw a lot of white tail references in there, but uh but boy he got it done. He was he was he he was shaking a leg by the time we got through.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to get Clark in here in the studio or Grizz in the studio. Oh Grizz and, with and, and, the
1: stanky leg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the stanky leg. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's Larry, let's talk about this uh this bow that you might have been shooting in Africa. Ooh,
1: yeah yeah uh elite uh we just launched that enlist bow uh uh this last week i, I was fortunate enough to have it in uh, africa that uh uh the bow performed flawless you know I, when i first got the ball i was really surprised that uh you know where it's at uh there's no corners cut uh, in producing that even though it does come in at a lower price point it's machined aluminum riser it's uh i mean it's it's a quality rig and and the bow shoots phenomenal matter of fact uh when we were over there the uh one of the ph's was shooting uh when we were we just got there wanted to shoot the bow three or four times and he's like and now he's messaging he he wants that he wants a bow in a bad way uh he's like man i can't get that bow out of my head so uh but no the bow f- performed flawlessly it comes in a uh, axle axle uh 33 and some change uh and 60 and 70 pounds right now it's offered in all black or mossy oak mm-hmm. uh so uh So, yeah, you know, smooth, smooth rig, and uh, we just wanted to, we're just happy that we could, you know, know, elite archery, you know, people know elite from the shootability side of things, being comfortable when you shoot, that dwell zone. This boat has all those features, so being able to expand that and to where more people can go in and experience that, to where we can make one that's uh, more affordable for for some people uh, was very important. I'm super glad we did
0: yeah I was super happy to see that, and uh you know we we talked a little bit about this bow, but you know a lot of the times everyone's thought process is like, I want a new bow, and no matter what brand they wanna shoot or wanna buy or whatever it may be, I just don't wanna spin. 1200 1500 bucks on one well it's like you don't have to yeah well guess what (laughs) you know you don't have to you can get a brand new awesome shooting bow that's machined aluminum not just cast or whatever you know what other bows are in that price range you know that's incredible
1: yeah exactly and and that's that was very important i'm super like i said i couldn't be happier with the bow because it truly is a best-in-class bow uh that uh, you know, I I wouldn't hesitate going, and that's one reason why I wanted to take it. I wanted to take it to Africa because I when I shot the bow, I was like, man, I would hunt all day long with this, seven days a week with this bow, and uh, you know it performed great, and and I couldn't be happier with it.
2: Oh, six days a week, twice on Sunday. I I, I, tell am, you- <laughs> I am. You nailed it. There you go. <laughs> the the first thing I noticed about you know um, because. What it, what I, what I think that Elite's been doing really well as recently is the the social media engagement, getting people excited. There's a couple different pictures, and one of the pictures they showed was the grip, mm-hmm. and I I was such a fan of, know, I think it was around the uh, you know that standard Elite grip that you had, and you know my impulse had it, and I loved loved that grip, and then. <laughs> My option six has a different grip which I've gotten to really after shooting the bow a lot I really really enjoy you know i I was like I don't know how i'm gonna how I'm gonna transition away from how great that grip was but I transitioned well to the option six I'm curious of how uh, to know how this grip is in relation to both of the uh, aforementioned grips and
1: with the enlist the enlist grip is very similar to the grip you're referring to with the wood side panels mm. uh, of the impulse and and bows prior to that uh very very similar it's just not wood it's it's uh it's just got got some different material in there to fill up those uh, uh those boxes. but so it's gonna be a similar feel to that uh, with a little bit of twist of that option grip as well because the option grip and and uh, the grips on the revel you know some of our, our you know our pro archers uh and and there's a lot of input going into that grip grip is very important you know it has mm-hmm. to fit in the right place and, and get and that option grip is actually it's designed to to sit in your hand uh in the correct position so it may take a little bit of getting used to based from shooting other grips and stuff uh but once you get it it's the bow just sits there in and, and uh, it'll, it, it just sets there and, and time and time again, as soon as you pick it up it'll fall right into place. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. I, I always give Steve crap about it, you know, cause Steve's super particular on his grips on his bows mm-hmm. and you know, I give him crap about it, but that is the part that connects you to the bow. And that's, you know, that's the main feel of the bow initially is that grip and how you shoot and how it. Basically, feeds falls into place, you know. Yeah, how it feeds off and it affects your form and all that. So it is important, and it's uh, that's one thing I've been a fan of is all the elite grips, and you know it's good stuff. But I I, I don't know. I always have the urge to give you crap about it, Steve. But I'm like, hey,
2: (laughs) you know, I I don't know why everybody gives me crap. And like, I don't ever do anything to get you guys all riled up. I don't understand that. You wait,
1: Steve. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a bunch of grips at you whenever we get to uh, whenever. (laughs) In an Iowa Deer classic or something, I'm just gonna throw a big old bag of rubber grips That you, so you pick so you pick the one that you want. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But I, I I
2: will tell you this, um, you know, I, I was I was shooting my shoot my bow about like probably two, three days ago when I had um I was trying out a couple different releases and you know, it's that it's really nice when you get a nice grip on a bow. Yeah, you know, my impulse was uh, my impulse thirty four was it felt good. And once you get comfortable feeling that good, you know, when you can switch out releases, at least you know everything else is working. So then you can really figure out which release is working with you as long as you know that your grip is consistent. And I got that with my option six, and I was really happy that, yeah, you know, obviously you've got arrows in different groups because of different releases, but it, it was that nice thing of knowing that it's like, okay, I'm not just getting this release because it's new and shiny. I'm holding everything the same, and this is what I'm getting out of it. So, I mean, I think, you know, just touching on the importance of that – so I'm just really trying to bury Kurt is what I'm saying. That grip is super important. I'm just I, – I, I wasted four minutes just to bury Kurt, and I just want everybody yeah. to know that.
1: that was, it was, yeah, it was three and a half, but don't worry. Oh, okay, he's got a
2: timer. <laughs> he's like, Larry, get to – Kurt texted before, Larry, get a timer. Every time Steve starts talking, just time it, see what he's doing. We'll bill you the hours or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hit the start button yeah for sure no man you you're right that grip is important uh it is it's very important because here's you know bottom line is uh to execute good shot shoot good shot execution uh is, is all the way from the grip from the draw cycle to you aiming you know anchoring all the way the whole process and uh you had to be comfortable doing so mm. now not the thing is people can praise about form and talk about form you know your forms off this is but you know what I, I care about hitting behind my pin. That's what I care about. And if I uh, if I'm hitting where I'm aiming, you know I'm I'm gonna do everything I can not to uh, change a thing, because uh, ultimately that's what matters. Right, is where the ends. Absolutely,
0: definitely. And one thing that I kind of want to transition to, going from the um, the new enlist, is Elite has been a, a major hard hitter in the industry for a number of years now, and it's on everyone's radar. And it's one of those bows that guys. They look forward to that new release of whatever they're going to come out with that year um, at ATA or uh, whenever the new thing is coming out. You know, the, the the junkies like to see whatever new company that comes out with whatever bow. Um, and Elite came out with the split limb and the options and absolutely love those bows, great shooting bows. Is What's going to be, I mean, I know you can't give anything away yet, but, like, what's the next goal on Elite's, hit list i guess if you want to say and, and kind of where where's a leak gonna go without the, spilling too the, the much direction. we
2: we should tell him this podcast is going to be released after the release dates of the bows <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: don't tell him that that's a lie <laughs> what can Why? you tell us we understand what you can't say but just to kind of give some listeners uh just excite people a bit i guess
1: I could tell you the you know elite is uh we strive on building quality stuff we don't want to just build something uh something that we've we will feed off some old technology that we've had that's worked Mm -hmm. uh make it better but really efficiency how that bow is is how much is it's it's efficient is very very important to how it performs and our team up there is very i mean they are they're very focused i would uh they're they're just incredible the thing they, they accept feedback from uh from other people from our pro archers from our you know hunters from it's it's just incredible the, the you know you would think that lead engineers and 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 stuff as they're developing some of this stuff they've got something set in their mind which which they do but the, what's so cool about it is they listen to what people want, what people are feeling, wanting to feel, and, and wanting to you know how we can better the models that we have, uh, and and put it out there in in a in a way that it's going to be receptive by the public. You know, there's a lot of people you know that say, uh, uh, you know, these bows or or whether it don't matter the target bows are more expensive or, or this. You know, now that we've got the Enlist, we've got a we've got a bow for everyone, mm-hmm. and you know we just made it easier for somebody to go to their dealer take the shootability challenge and see what elite has to offer the people that have it you know so where we're going from here we're going for we're going to strive for some really high efficiency we're going to drive uh to keep that elite feel uh with you know and not compromise anything else along the way Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's what ultimately what most important you know, there's people that have come. Every bow manufacturer makes; they make great bows. There's no doubt about it. They they do. There's, you know, Indians kill deer with a stick and a string. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and hard sell people and say, "Hey, buy elite," because hey, every archery archery is a great sport, and we want to get as many people involved in it as possible. And uh, every bow manufacturer makes a great bow, but there's differences in between each and in, in between each manufacturer And the way the bow feels. And men just go shoot what's comfortable to you. And we're fortunate enough to really focus on that. You know, from the early days, we preached shooting comfortable. And then uh, the shootability challenge came up, and, and it's worked real well for us. And, and And it's expanded. You know, people are saying, man, you know what? I don't have to pull back 70 pounds. I can pull back 60 pounds, and I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Instead of shooting in mm-hmm. five minutes, I'll shoot for a half hour. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> that's really our goal.
2: Yeah, and so what Larry's saying is, if uh, Elite was around back in the day uh, when the Indians were around, white-tailed deer wouldn't exist because it would have been flawless. <laughs> but you can't, yeah, you can't I, say that. I can, I can say allegedly, but hey, I I, I want to transit. You know, I want to transition because you know we're we're talking about the new bows, but like if you really want to see them in action, uh, respect the game, dude. Mm-hmm. We shine this show up like you wouldn't believe. We're friends with. Ross Bigger and Clark his new nickname Cummings. Are, are we going to call him that? Grizz? Are we going mean, to call him really Grizz? I don't I don't you like have to call him You have right. to call him Grizz. You have to call him Grizz. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll call him that, but like uh all right. so what I've noticed with respect the game and you know exclusive, exclusively last season there's this character that keeps showing up and he's wearing vests all the time. His name's Larry McCoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing vests on, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, you have been um, on that show a little bit more, and it's starting to take a different turn, and um, for, for the better, for the better. Before you think, I'm he's just like, gonna, what kind of turn? He's son. like, I, he's like <laughs> I hear him like, what? But then they're starting to be on the YouTube channel, you know, the um, the uncut series. This show. Is really starting to go in a really positive direction, and I just want to know, you know, what's what's respect the game looking like this year? What are we going to be able to expect in the future? <coughs> and uh, who, what's? And just let us know what can we expect. Hunts, hunts, yeah, that too.
1: Hunts, we got some. Uh, you know, we've got some some hunts booked. Uh, you know, I'll be in Montana. I'm actually going to do a hunt with uh, old uh, old Philip out there, and and then. We've got, you know, hunt, Matt Orkman and some other people. We've got some uh, – uh, they're, they're going to be out west as well doing an elk hunt. And then we've got, uh, you know, all the whitetail stuff. we got some antelope stuff uh, kicking. But the main thing, the whole – it's a team effort, man, it, with with that, producing a show, getting that. And we, we've we got such an incredible team, uh, talent, great hunters, great knowledgeable guys, uh, great archers in general. And, uh, man, I wouldn't have – that. that's really what's – i think set it apart we've we've got together to where we can gel and work together as 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 a great team uh and you know when when clark's somewhere ross is somewhere or or so it doesn't matter whoever's part of the team you know they're they're there to get it done and produce good stuff and the uncut series you know we we wanted to put something out there because our show we don't have we don't shoot a lot of spines or or we're not i'm not going to tell you what you're about ready to watch uh so, so we're not gonna have we want we want it to be all in the field stuff and uh so that's really how our our show's formatted uh some people may like it some people may not but uh you know ultimately we, we want to show us in the field as much as possible the mm-hmm. uncut series has more of the what goes on in camp uh you may have a kill or two here and there and uh, some episodes you may not but you you may you're probably gonna laugh your stomach's gonna hurt probably but uh <laughs> but
2: you, <laughs> you know it yeah, it's honestly maybe like especially with the uncut series like the thing I take away from like man, I, I would love to share camp with Larry. I, I know you'd probably hate it, but I would love to be a I'm I'm not going to be a fly on the wall, I'm be the loudest most obnoxious person in the room, but <laughs> it just it gives that nice dynamic that I thought um, you know, a lot of shows bone collector when they show the the hunting camp, I, I I think the kill is pretty important, but it's the people you hang out with like like you said it's just, it, it's nice to see the guys that we see on TV see them when the camera isn't, and I do the parentheses, rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. not the know, final cut, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we, and that's the thing. And uh, as we become comfortable when our teammates and going to have some, doing some of this, it, it's, uh, you know, we just, learn to kind of come into our own you know we are who we are let's not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna to try to be somebody i'm not and uh so yeah i'm gonna cut it up i'm gonna go i may i may give some somebody a little bit of a hard time or whatever and i expect them to give it right back to me uh so uh right. so yeah that's really what it's about man having a good time at camp cutting it up and and uh you know we're only on this earth one time so let's enjoy it Absolutely,
0: and that's definitely something. Talking to everyone from the elite archery family in general, whether it's from any guys from Respect the Game or the Virtue or whoever it may be, the McDaniel's, they just they all have the same kind of goal, and that's just to have a, a, a damn good time in hunting camp with with people and build relationships and uh, camaraderie in general. And that's a, a super refreshing thing to hear, especially in like a podcast, because you know if someone can talk about it for an hour in a genuine way, you know, you know, it's sincere. Um, anyone can kind of just kind of maybe BS it through a show or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's cool that, you know, I, we have all you guys on separate shows and you guys all kind of have the same message. And that says a lot, especially uh, us, too, especially cause we're talking to you one-on-one, but uh, as well as our listeners that listen to each episode separately, and maybe they don't follow the shows that you guys are on hardcore, or it's are casual viewers, but they all get to hear it through the podcast that you guys kind of have the all all the same mindset about it, which which is super awesome.
1: Yeah, you know that that's a big that's a big uh, a big advantage that we have by because we don't have a everybody has plenty of different personalities, but they're just not. Uh, but we're all, we all still gel as one, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It's it's we all come together as one and uh and and push forward because if we, you know if somebody's having a tough season you know because it happens hey we're we're hunters you know it's bow hunting you know you're not going to go out and shoot an animal every time you set you know nor would i want it that way i want to go out there and find my and find an animal and, and successfully go try to harvest them you know not saying you have to go out and shoot a 200 inch deer you know what i'd rather shoot you know 10 150s versus one 200 that's right know? yep the whole of that's season the way i look at it <laughs> If, hey, if you don't have 150-inch deer on your property, you're not going to kill one.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. So, you
1: know, I, I, I search for, you know, literally the most mature deer on on our property, and that's one of our target animals. That's just the way it is. That's all you I, can do. I, yeah, because I love doing it. I'm not going to live a fantasy world and say, I'm going to go shoot a 200-inch deer you know, every year, you know, or even a booner every year or a 160. It's just not feasible. You know, it's not going to happen.
0: Yep. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head there. If it doesn't live there you can't kill it. Right. So that's right. You're basically gonna go out there with this dream that uh can't be fulfilled because it's not there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and that's what we try to put back that back into uh the reality through our shows too. You know? We're gonna shoot quality animals, mm-hmm. uh but we're not you know, that doesn't mean a quality animal to us doesn't mean that it's going to be a 180 inch deer every every deer you know we we love hunting we love the sport of archery we love uh going out there and, and having a good time cutting up with buddies and and doing it. that's what it's all about to us absolutely and right so. It's
2: it's just lucky for the cameras that they happen to be there to capture
0: the moment right <laughs> yeah all the cases <laughs> well that, yeah, that the thing cool that episode's coming well the thing <laughs> like you said larry is like it goes back to you know a big mature deer and a trophy could be a five-and-a-half or a four-and-a-half-year-old whitetail that's a six-pointer that scores 120. You know, that's a mature animal, and that's a trophy. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't yeah. – you know, that same animal, like the same age and maturity can be somewhere else on another property and score 200 inches. Either way, it's the same – It's that's just what that deer has on its head. It really doesn't come – it doesn't get broken down no, any no, further than no. that.
2: No, see, like – Like, rack size and, like, dating a woman are the same thing. You just don't ask numbers. You don't ask the age. You don't ask a lady how old she is. You just don't ask how big a deer is. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as you're having a good time. (laughs) That's, yeah. <laughs> Gert's a,
0: okay Steve Oh yeah no
2: Kurt's a, a Pope and Young measure and he's like Okay buddy a little David <laughs> advice there.
0: Thanks Steve for showing up to the podcast this week We appreciate the heck out of you Hey <laughs> Each and every week unfortunately for you Back to Larry <laughs> I apologize no, a, you know,
1: I'm super, I'm super uh, You know uh, Excited about the way things are going uh, The show's going well The uncut series is going well from the comp- the outdoor group, you know all the products Camex crossbows is uh it's it's a phenomenal piece of equipment that uh I'm sure the people, you uh, some of your listeners have probably seen some of the uh torture challenge stuff that we've done with paul vicun out on the road and stuff and that stuff's legit there's no cut and there's no problem I mean, yeah we blew that we blew the crossbow up with tannerite and then turned around and shot it.
0: <laughs> that blows my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is. It is truly the crossbow that's built like no other. So, uh, uh, but yeah, and, and you know everything from from the sites. I'm just happy to be a part of it, and, and and I feel I feel great to to have you know colleagues and and partners and stuff uh, and such that that they uh, you know to want to support us and cool uh, you know partners for the show uh all the way down to you know just freaking friends from the factory you know it's just awesome uh just to have a a sealed unit that can push forward
0: right right well i mean the outdoor group is involved in about every aspect of archery and stuff so it's cool that like i don't know if you're aware of this i don't know if you talked to philip we recorded one with philip just now he might have tore uh his shoulder his rotator cuff yeah and so hmm. he, he's like, man, I'm gonna have to rely on this Cam X, like that's which he's completely fine with. It sounds like, but hey, he's I bummed I was out. Like he-
2: i thought he was old enough to just shoot it anyway but you no know. you can't hold on <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh hey you, you like that turn because he's like he's like don't let larry badmouth me and i was like all right dude, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll protect you but now i'm on your side larry oh, here we <laughs> we're go. turning on philip <laughs> oh
1: i'm sure he is when me and, and philip get camp together there's it's something special clint clint you know he was producing we we shared some camps together and and a cold in there, and they get to laughing because Philip will start talking, and I'll get up there and I'll start mimicking him and start swinging my hand back and <laughs> forth. Oh, yeah. like, I don't know why my hands are doing this, but But they are. That's
2: so awesome. Yeah that's deer camp though that's all about the camaraderie and getting along with each other funny
0: man i love that you got to make fun of each other that's the best part sometimes
1: here's the thing philip philip and i we go way back a long time when i was when i first came in the industry with uh with heartland bowhunter i uh you know what we started at uh we we built tree arms and stuff and philip was one of the first guys at our first ata uh you know we come carrying i come carrying all this stuff in and he comes up and he's like, Boy, you got yourself a tree on there? He goes, <laughs> i <I'm like, laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and ever since that conversation, we've just kind of hit it off. So I'm, I've known Philip ever since the beginning, and uh, he, he's a great, great friend. And we're, we're super happy that he's a partner of ours. And, and I get pumped up every, every deer camp we get to share together. So.
2: Okay. I got to tell this story. So when we we're at the Iowa Deer Classic, you know, we did the podcast, and he. At the end of the day, gave me the the nickname the the round boy with the square deals. <laughs> so he he got done with the podcast. You know, he went out and uh, he was he was over at the the outdoor group booth, and you know we did our thing, and then we're like, all right, you know, hey, we've got a little bit of time to kill. You know, we can finally walk around and go see everybody. And we're walking over there, and he is standing there talking to you and Clint and uh and I, I can't remember who else was there but i just see him and he sees me because we're the same height so we made eye contact <laughs> <laughs> and and i just see him mouth the words round man with the square deals <laughs> and i thought i i thought i'd live that down like after that first interaction happened no 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 so that that stuck <laughs> with me but dude that was just <laughs> that was one of those moments i was like all right, man, we just podcasted with Philip Vanderpool. You know, we're going to talk to Larry McCoy, dude, we're top, we're top of the game. And then, yeah, no, here I am round boy of the square deals. <laughs> <laughs> <That's->
0: <laughs> so awesome though. If you think about it, it's, that's oh awesome. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that is, that is uh Phillips. He is, he's one of a kind. And, uh, I'll tell you what, boy, there's not, there's not a, a guy in this industry that works any harder than Philip does. I can tell you that. I love that guy to death.
0: Genuine good old boy. Um, Larry, of all the stuff you've done, you did the uh Argentina red stag. We podcasted about that last time. Right? Argentina? Am I drawing am I no it was Argentina? Yeah, right? it was Argentina. Yeah.
2: And there was that uh, uh what's the what's the deer's name? Um Pierce David? That Get yeah, it. Pierce David deer. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I forgot about that. And then uh, you know, you just went to Africa. Those are some dream hunts um for a lot of people. Now that you've done those, what is kind of the bucket list hunt where you're like I have to get after this and, and and get this done.
2: Other than doing the working class bow hunter podcast, yeah, you betcha. Heck
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I think you know. I think I, I would like to. I would like to someday uh, do a moose hunt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but pretty much, you know, I just enjoy doing it. I mean, I love whether it's elk, deer, turkey. Uh, you know, whatever whatever opportunities comes up. I mean, it's going to be hard not to not to get me to do it. <laughs> so, uh, right <laughs> you know, i'm just but it's good and too you know you're gonna see a lot of the, the uh the respect the game guys are going to be doing a lot of some of this stuff as well you know with you know we've it's uh as the show grows you know we've uh it's a lot of opportunities and stuff have come up we've got partners up in uh canada with jason peterson from into the wild and dean partridge uh with canadian uh canadian whitetail television
0: love those uh, shows man love those shows
1: yeah they're great uh uh, great individuals, they're great buddies of ours as well, uh, partners for the show. I'm actually going to do a hunt up in Saskatchewan with uh, Dean and Jason this year uh, in no- November, and and you know they've been they've been a very very uh, uh, great partner for us, and, and we've just grown to be really good friends. And they they do a great job producing stuff as well, and they're just man, they're stone cold killers.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I want to talk about um, it. Showed uh, recently the bear hunt you guys did in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, so you know, whenever you watch uh, a, a lot of these other hunting shows, you know the when they're hunting bear, you know they're in a in a really tall stand looking at a barrel. I mean, when you guys were hunting, you guys had like these makeshift ground blinds, and you could see the bugs everywhere. I mean, you guys made note of it when you land on the plane and you can see even when the bears are out there just the amount of bugs but you know the thing that first crossed my mind it was like okay you guys are on the ground hunting these bears and these bugs are everywhere you know how do you not swat them and spook the bear i just it it, it seemed like a really interesting hunt to me
1: yeah it it was uh it was very very different due to uh prior bear hunts that i've done uh but man after doing that i wouldn't have it any our jason peterson has he's he's such a great uh, you know just woodsman in himself it's just the his, his the way his mind thinks the way he, I mean he the blind is sitting where it is or where we build that blind for a reason I may not quite know what it is but Jason does <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but, uh, but as far as the bugs and stuff goes you know it's because uh, those a lot of those bears up there they've never seen humans you know we were only 30 miles I think from tree line then we're going to you know we're in the tundra so it's mm-hmm. a a uh, it's quite an experience for sure. The uh uh we had, you know, a lot of lot of uh curious bears that we had to, you know, kind of swat away and stuff. Uh that was very interesting. But uh it's it's definitely a different action packed hunt for sure. Uh the bugs and the lethal the lethal bug and tick spray, I would advise anybody if you're going up there and you even if you have a head net or whatever. Take some of that stuff up with you. Just throw in your suitcase. Buy the little little uh, bottle of that stuff, and it is it is a lifesaver.
2: It it looked like I mean you know you, you go and you know you, you pan Canada's into not good for bugs, man. Yeah, you pan into these bears, and they've got just like you know it's like the the was lioness from Charlie Brown that dude that stunk really bad. <laughs> I mean, it looked like that dude. He just had these these bugs following him like. I, I, I've never really seen anything like that before. It just—it's nuts to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was funny because Paul Biggs, our producer, Oh, Paul Biggs. Me, he's like, uh, he's he's he calls me up and he's like dude, I cannot take it anymore. I was like, he goes, I'm sitting here trying to edit this episode. He said, all I can hear is... How do you make that
0: noise?
2: Dude, they didn't know Larry McCoy's a, a world champion June bug caller, 1996. That's right, that's right. I, dude, I'll tell you, Larry didn't want anybody to tell us this, and we edited his... Uh, wikipedia page just now but he is the world cam- world champion june bug caller of 1996 and 98 he only lost in 97 because the kid named june bug was so cute and an orphan he won pity
1: win
0: <laughs>
2: but 96
0: in 98
1: i was a runner-up in 99 and this is true
0: <laughs> he fell off it's okay though
1: yeah i got i, fell off. I, I dropped a note
0: i apologize for our podcast larry Uh, i don't know you never know where we're gonna take yeah i
2: I hope you didn't think this would be like professional or anything (laughs) he knows better (laughs) (laughs) yeah he follows us on instagram he knows the business
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so talking about that like what's one main goal something that you're keeping in the back of your head that you want to get done this season
1: you know, we're always constantly trying to build, uh, you know, make make our show better for our production level and stuff. Uh, and you know, the guys are really getting dialed in as us as a team. Uh, and I think from from just getting stuff done, I want to make sure try to to really solidify every single episode, you know, from start to finish, uh, without any issues whatsoever. You know, and I, I'm confident that our team uh we'll do that now you know it's just you know some of the footage we're getting out uh you know we're putting out it's incredible like you even mentioned a lot of the uh social media content from elite and the outdoor group uh you know a lot (laughs) of stuff comes from respect the game you know Mm -hmm. and uh uh we we have we have turned up the heat a little bit on on social media because we can yeah and that's that's who we are and why not why not share it you know it's it's you we we make videos about slick trick broadheads. We make videos about Scott releases. We make video. That's what we do. You mm-hmm. know that that's who respect the game is because we're passionate about it. That's awesome, man. And
0: it's it makes it so entertaining for the the viewers of the show and fans of the show and and us. I I love seeing it, man. And I was fortunate enough that y- you guys actually shared on the elite page my I made the switch video that we did um, of me shooting my my tempo <laughs> in the backyard. So I was like man i'm part of the team look at me and you guys
1: <laughs> and y'all are part of the team you know and we, we want you know anybody that goes out uh, goes out and wants to shoot a bow, you know we want them to feel like just like I, i'd love to dude i love it so much I, i'd share camp with anybody i want people to come come up and want to share camp with us uh you know and just like this africa thing you know we with africa sport hunting safaris we will have a uh, another auction uh this year uh that uh, for dates of the hunt, I think will be August 8th next year of 2018. But we're, we will be doing an auction uh, to come for someone to, uh, you know, to bid and a winning bidder will we'll come over and hunt with us uh, over there next year. So Hopefully awesome. it's
2: Philip Vanderpool.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well he can run a camera. I can tell you that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, you paid all this
2: money, get your ass yeah. to work. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I know too well. But that's no, it'd be good. It it it'll be a fun trip and uh uh for sure. So. Awesome,
0: awesome. Well, Larry, in closing, I mean where can people can find you on social media and uh if there's something we didn't bring up, uh bring it on up. Yep, that's right.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, uh um Larry McCoy15 is my Instagram. Uh, look at, go ahead, give me a follow over there. And then, uh, of course, the Respect the Game Facebook page. And then we have a Respect the Game Instagram as well. And you can uh, go to uh, Elite Archery and you'll see all the outdoor group brands and stuff there. You can go, I'll list them off real quick for you. We have Elite Archery, Scott Archery, CBE Sites, Custom Bow Equipment, uh, Solid Broadheads, Electric Trick Broadheads, Lynch Mob Game Calls, Dual Game Calls. And what is Choice both drinks. Awesome!
0: That's a collective of good companies right there.
2: Well, and you better make sure when uh, you go to Larry's Instagram, you better say World Champion June bug Caller ninety six and ninety eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious! That's awesome! That's awesome! <laughs> That may be the best made up. I mean, I mean, real thing that we've ever talked uh, about. Yeah, on this it's, podcast. it's totally
2: real, man. We we were there to witness it. At yeah, at eight, eight, nine years
0: old. Yeah, I was seven and, <laughs> and seven and nine. Yeah, I remember it.
1: Yeah, I was seven and nine. <laughs> it was the greatest thing that
2: ESPN you ever filmed. I don't know why they filmed it at Harvard University. Probably because you're so brilliant. But I don't know. I I, I don't know the logistics. I'm not a TV guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I. I... <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't remember the place. I think that school shut down where it was filmed. Uh,
0: it's a uh, man. Why do we do this podcast, Larry? I don't understand. Kid Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Larry, stick around on the phone. Thank you so much for coming back. I, you might not come back for a third time. I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking. I don't know what's going through your head, Larry, but no, it's, it's been a good episode. Um, i'm glad you you and clark had success in africa that was awesome to see man super happy for you guys and uh glad we got to discuss the experience um i'm hoping we can check back in the season and uh keep them going
1: yeah man hey i appreciate you having me yeah and for sure i'll be back uh we got a lot we'll have a lot more stuff to talk about
0: awesome awesome steve eric doug you got anything to add in the back there sorry i ruined the episode what tasted the best oh here in africa (laughs) that's a good one what tasted the best
1: what tasted the best oh you know everything was really good and that's one thing i didn't really probably focus enough on real quick is man our team was so excited this is what and it really it just put a smile on my face whenever uh it wasn't about going over there and and shooting all these animals but you know me and me and grizz were looked at you he's like man i wonder what that warthog tastes like and uh we're just sitting there we're like man I don't know you know and then they come back and everybody the whole team's kind of talking amongst ourselves like man I hope hopefully we get to eat some of that you know mm-hmm. which I thought was really really cool because man that's grassroots that's that's how we were brought up that's uh that's just that's that's how it should be yeah and uh, and it was really cool but uh to answer your question what was the uh what was the best man I have a hard the Eland was really good the the warthog was good everything was good but the warthog cooked over the open fire was, it was, it was pretty uh, pretty awesome. Oh, hopefully. did it taste like pork? Oh uh, no, actually it didn't. Do uh, really? It just yeah, tasted like a take a tasted like a warthog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you was, what,
2: I'd have smothered him in cookies barbecue sauce, everything over there. Zebra, dude, cookies. Are bar- you a
1: cookie, you're a cookies guy. You ain't a sweet baby raised guy.
2: Oh, my God, have you seen – oh, you haven't seen my my recent Facebook profile, but but I put, like, my blood pressure. Of course I'm a cookies guy. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, dude, I, I love cookies, barbecue sauce. Like, if I ever had the chance to shoot a silverback gorilla and I got, like, silver back straps, oh, cookies, barbecue sauce all day.
0: <laughs> a silverback gorilla? What are you talking
2: about? <laughs> hey, they need to be hunted to boost up the population. <laughs> God.
0: What is happening, Larry? This is turning around on you really fast. Yeah, it it is. It is. (laughs) That is hilarious, though. But I'm a a... devil spit type of guy. Just let you know. No,
2: no. Well, you have have a different kind of barbecue sauce in your uh, fridge right now. But, well, we won't go into that. Anyway. Another podcast.
0: Larry, thank you so much. I appreciate you putting up with us, brother, and and everything you've done for us. uh, we, We appreciate the heck out of you. It means a lot.
1: Hey, no problem. We appreciate you as well. And, uh... Super, have super happy to have uh, the working class bowhunter team, uh, you know, uh, crew on our team as well. So, uh, and we look forward to what the future is going to bring. And yeah, I'll, um, you just give me a shout and I'll be on.
0: Awesome, and We appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Check out the enlist. Check out Elite Archery
2: and respect the game.
0: Respect the game. The virtue. All the Elite family. We love you. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Oh.